Welcome to Share Truth, Apply Scripture. I am Jordan Shambly, and I am joined by Cedra Sarton. Hey. Hey. We're back again. Yes. It's awesome. This is a, a new episode of uh, Share Truth, Apply Scripture. And guys, if you are not familiar with Share Truth, Apply Scripture, if you're tuning in for the first time, uh, we are, this is the radio program uh, for Engage Magazine. Um, and Engage Magazine is AFA's outreach to younger Christians. So when I say younger Christians, I mean uh, just graduated high school to about mid thirties. That's yeah. sort of the age older bracket. Gen Z through millennials. Yes, yes, currently anyway, because millennials are getting older. We are. We are. There's no stopping it. Time marches on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right. But if you um, want, anyways, real yeah. quick though, before we go too far, mm-hmm. if you want to know more about us and you want to see some of the written content that we have out there, you can go to afa.net slash the stand. Mm-hmm. That's afa.net slash the stand. There's tons of articles there by us and by others. Yes. So uh, go check that out. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and speaking of people who write articles for Engage, we have in studio with us today, we have Chris Woodward. How are you? I'm well. And as the oldest member of the team, I've already contacted <laughs> Dr. Strange to try to get the time stone <laughs> and be younger because I, I look like I could be your father. Um, <laughs> No, it's, you're you're good. You're good. We we accept you. You're you're one of us. One of well, us. Well, I mean, he is. So. He, he does still fall in the <laughs> yeah. age bracket. I identify you. as vibrant. <laughs> you are well, vibrant. Uh, yeah. For anybody who's mm-hmm. listened for any amount of time to us, they've they've got we've we've all got to hear from Chris. We mm-hmm. bring him on uh, to share what's going on in the news. And too bad it's a dead news week. There's absolutely nothing happening, is there, Chris? Yeah, <laughs> born, right? yeah. I've I've been here for uh, for a week now, and I will not be going home until next year. <laughs> Right, yeah. So eating out of the vending machine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, this is it, it. Just happened today. Yes. And this is. I'm going to just assume that this is going to be our main discussion mm-hmm. right here. Yeah. Uh, Roe v. Wade has been officially overturned. Yes. Um, confirming hints that we've gotten in the past that that's probably going to happen. It has happened. Um, Chris, what does it mean? that Roe v. Wade is overturned. Yeah, the issue now goes back to states. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to set their own limits as to what um, someone can do in the way of an abortion and when. Yeah. Uh, some states, blue states in particular, uh, have already said we will allow abortion way late into a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You've seen efforts uh, for weeks and months now in blue states to uh, even allow uh, pretty much abortion after a baby is mm-hmm. born, as mm-hmm. terrible as it is to even say on the radio. Other states uh, are going to take efforts or actions to uh, restrict abortion past a certain point in a pregnancy. Um, Mississippi, the case that led to all of this, Mississippi passed a law that banned most abortions after 15 weeks of Mm -hmm. pregnancy. So you could still get an abortion in Mississippi. It just wasn't going to be, in most cases, after 15 weeks. Other states have taken uh, different approaches. Texas, for instance, uh, passed a law several months ago that uh, banned most abortions after a baby's heartbeat is detected. That's usually around six weeks into a pregnancy. Oklahoma said, hold my cup. And they (laughs) said, uh, no no abortions uh, past the point of conception. So you're going to see kind of a a patchwork quilt 
result, if you want to think about it that way, yeah. uh, as to where states uh, allow for abortion and when, and then, you yeah. know, a woman will, um, you know, kind of pick and choose yeah. uh, where she wants to go if she wants to go down that road, which is all the more reason to say this. There is perhaps no better time for mm-hmm. us and our listeners to share truth and apply scripture. Absolutely. Because we, it's safe to say we already live in a very divided time in America, perhaps the most divided time in America since the Civil War, if mm-hmm. not the entire history of the mm-hmm. states. Uh, and this ruling out of the Supreme Court will only ramp up the debate uh, that we have in this country. So mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to be saying, well, I have a constitutional right to an abortion. Um, you can't deny me my right, that kind of thing. Uh, and us as believers, it's a wonderful opportunity for us to share truth and apply scripture on what uh, the Bible says about babies, right. what Bible says about life. And that is all the more reason for you to uh, binge a little less, yeah. be a witness a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think it is such an important thing that it has been turned back into the hands of the state because that mm. gives us a more of a voice right. as far as what we believe. Um, you know, before other things were passed, but there's only so far it could go with Roe v. Wade still standing in effect. And now, um, now all the work that the pro-life community has done, mm-hmm. it, it's. I feel like it's going to be more amplified. Like it's gonna, yeah. it's gonna be, it's gonna make even bigger impact without that standing in their way. Yeah, absolutely. And and it is, it is an opportunity for us. I, I feel like it makes change more accessible to Christians in particular, mm-hmm. um, because now we don't have to, you know, it, it, we, we've come to a point now where we can write to our state legislature and we can we can write to our governor and uh, and communicate to them directly this is what we believe is right abortion is murder murder should be illegal um, and to push beyond mm-hmm. what uh, laws we have say here in Mississippi like it's not enough like it really isn't enough to say no abortion past 15 weeks we want to say no abortion period mm-hmm. um, and then all the problems that arise that people talk about, you know, well, what if the mother's life is in danger and everything? There are ways that we can handle those issues without killing a child. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think it, the thing that some people don't want to just boil it down to what it is, and that right. is it's an issue of is this child life? Is this a life? Right. Deserving of, deserving of the same right to live as us. Mm-hmm. And when you put it down to it and then you look at the science and realize, yes, mm-hmm. that this child does deserve to live yeah. and we don't have the right to take their life into our hands, right. <clears throat> then you, you, you call abortion what it is mm-hmm. and that is murder. Um, and right now there, there's like all kinds of different arguments. People are pulling in this direction and that direction and trying to make all these different arguments that kind of distract from that, which, which is the main, to me, the main argument here. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm curious, uh, when you, I mean, this this has only been, I'm, I'm just a few hours Mm -hmm. really at the time we were recording this. Um, have you seen anybody, uh, speculating on whether or not this opens up doors for further, um, overturning for, you know, more change to come from the Supreme court? Uh, as a, uh, when it comes to um, or, or the government in particular, at, when it comes to laws and and things that have been passed, yeah. Uh, uh, Speaker Pelosi today in addressing the media, she did hint at how this is just the opening act. That mm-hmm. was a, an actual phrase that she used there. Mm-hmm. She seems to think that uh, 
Republicans in the court are going to uh, start going after other things that have been decided for a long time. Mm. And since the uh, the leak to the Politico, which, you know, Politico pretty much had it right when they yeah. published that leaked opinion several months ago, uh, that this was the way the court was going to go because that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of people have been um, speculating on social media, especially uh, for several months now, that the court was going to overturn, you know, the right to same-sex marriage mm. or interracial marriage and things like that. Oh goodness! I think those are uh, just knee-jerk reactions, yeah. overblown reactions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil Gorsuch was one of the people that voted in a um, case last year involving um, the workplace rights that someone in the LGBT community has. Uh, in terms of uh, termination and employment, things like that. So I don't see him changing his opinion there. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to interracial marriage, Justice Thomas's wife is white, so I yeah. don't see Justice Thomas, uh, you know, changing his opinion on interracial marriage. Right. I think a lot of these things are just knee-jerk reactions. Uh, there's something somebody who is upset uh, has a rush to judgment. They go on social media, they get people stirred up, and it gets mm. a bunch of shares, yes, and then it exactly. causes a whole bunch of people to panic. And that's and that's the purpose of it. A lot of times is to create the fear that everybody's world is going to be turned upside down. Right, yeah. You know, so they, they go out there and they say things like that this is only the beginning. They're going to start taking away mm. this and taking away that. And then everybody gets, like you said, in a panic. Yeah. And, I mean, they're already panicking. And, and that mm-hmm. this could mean um, a certain level of danger for our Supreme Court justices. Sure, yeah. And I think um, we should all remember them, mm. you know, in our prayers. Pray for them. Pray for their families that they'll continue to right. – uh, be strong and hold on to their decision mm-hmm. and that their families would remain safe. Yeah, and certainly, you know, one of the big news stories for weeks now has been the uh, the safety and security of Supreme Court justices, mm-hmm. uh, particularly Justice uh, Alito as well as Justice Kavanaugh, Justice Amy Coney Barrett. They've all had people outside their homes mm-hmm. yelling and screaming things. Uh, they've had young people in Washington, D.C. In- engaging in marches and mm-hmm. really doing really bizarre Awful things involving yeah. baby dolls and fake some, blood. Some of these wow. demonstrations are com- like uh, honestly, oh you you you. They want to say that the pro life community people uh, like us who believe the way that we do are that we're unhinged and that we're crazy uh, because they stand outside of uh, abortion clinics and they try to minister to and talk to people. Uh, generally, you don't see them out there screaming at the women going yeah. in. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're trying to talk with them, trying to reason with them. They're not going to scream at them. But a lot of these, like, pro-abortion demonstrations that I see are people, like you said, mm-hmm. the baby doll thing. Right. Like, I've seen a few videos. They're just absolutely mm-hmm. horrific. And and I'm like, do you, you don't think that is completely unhinged <laughs> right yeah. there? Yeah, and I think something, too, that maybe a lot of people that are new to us, um, new to this show, some people may not be aware of this. Some pro-life activists today are women that had abortions mm-hmm. uh, in the past. They had an abortion. Uh, they felt bad about it. Uh, they they realized what they did then was was wrong, and they want to make a difference by helping that next woman that's mm-hmm. uh, in that position. So, uh, you know, if you are a woman that's considering an abortion and you happen to be listening to the show, there are pro-life prayer warriors, most likely outside those facilities that you're thinking about going to, mm-hmm. uh, and they know where you're coming from 
Right. Uh, they're not people that are judging you. They're there to help you. Yeah. Uh, and they're there to show God's love because God loves all of us. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why we, uh, as the pro-lifers that we are, uh, do what we do to try to share God's message and what God says in his word, a.k.a. the Holy Bible, yeah. about life and about yeah. you and about salvation. Absolutely. Uh, I also want to say that if you're if you're at one of these clinics, whether you work there, or if you're going in because you've made an appointment yourself, and you see the people out there standing, uh, there are a lot of the ones you see that are they'll just be standing there praying, maybe even calmly asking you to speak to them. Uh, don't be, I mean if when you mm-hmm. feel that tug on your heart to go talk to them. Mm-hmm please consider going and speaking mm-hmm. with them. Absolutely. At least let them pray with you yeah. or, or something. They would love to talk to you. Yeah. And at, at times, Liz, too, I just want to remind everyone that there's going to be a, the the temptation to engage in what I would call fruitless arguments and conversations, mm-hmm. especially on social media. So your, you know, your liberal cousin posts something just absolutely, you know, illogical mm-hmm. about Christians or conservatives and the and the temptation might be for you to you know get all defensive and right. and, mm-hmm. and to attack them back but don't do that don't don't take your eyes off what your mission is in the great yeah. commission is yeah. not to win earthly fruitless arguments but to present the right. gospel I would I would go ahead and say for most people it would be beneficial for you not to to engage yes. at all, yeah. Um, if you do feel led by God mm-hmm. to um, to respond, yeah. Uh, make sure you're doing it with the right kind of heart. Make sure you pray over your responses, mm-hmm. and if you see that it's not benefiting anything, and you know that your response is yeah. not going to do anything, but cause more division yeah. than yeah, it, you reconsider. And, and, and there's a time too when when a response is warranted. Yeah. Uh, you care about the person and you want to make sure that, you know, they know the truth. Maybe uh, a direct message instead of a comment on their yeah, post, that kind always, of thing is a, a, is a better approach <laughs> yeah. and, and and comes across in a better way. Yeah, I am not perfect in this area, mm-hmm. uh, but if I could recommend anything, especially right now, mm-hmm. uh, don't be a jerk, be a witness. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, we all, perfect. we can all be jerks, <laughs> Yeah, but you can be that person that God wants to use to... Uh, Plant that seed That's, in the very yeah. least. Man, That's look absolutely. for a new Chris Woodward merch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't t-shirt. be a jerk. Be a witness. Be a witness. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna let's make a T-shirt. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, I'm down. <laughs> um, speaking of being a witness, mm-hmm. uh, somebody who has uh, tried to be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ for a long time now has been uh, former high school football coach Joe Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he was fired many years ago. Mm. Uh, I mean, his case has been going on for almost ten years now. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was fired many years ago from his high school football coaching job at Bremerton High School in Washington State. Okay. Uh, the case has been up and down and in and out of the court system for years. It's actually been uh, his attorneys at First Liberty Institute have tried a couple of times uh, to get the Supreme Court to take up the case over his firing. Mm. Uh, and they actually succeeded, uh, and they got the Supreme Court to hear arguments over that. We thought that decision might be coming today. I did check with his attorneys at First Liberty Institute, and they said we didn't get it decision today. Uh, it'll most likely come next week. So uh, as you are praying over the Dobbs situation and you're praying for the safety and protection of uh, Supreme Court justices, as well as uh, people considering abortion, uh, keep in mind too that you know Joe Kennedy needs your prayers. I don't know if you guys saw it, but Sports mm. Illustrated did a, uh, a recent uh, article on him, mm. and you thought from the picture that it was going to be kind of fair and balanced coverage, but 
the long and short of it is this Sports Illustrated, which mm-hmm. is a magazine that's been around for decades, yeah. Yeah. certainly longer than any of us uh, were, have been alive. Mm-hmm. Supreme Court or Sports Illustrated did a, an article on him, and they seem to think that a ruling in his favor is just going to be terrible. Uh, there's mm. going to be, you know, Christian nationalism and uh, oh, all sorts of people, you know, forcing uh, the God of the Bible uh, down everybody's throats. It and, is a, and that's not what he ever did. No. no, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, the issue is he was fired over praying. The school system said we we don't like that you're praying in private after games. Uh, you should stop that. And him, and believing, he wasn't forcing other people to pray. He wasn't praying right. over a whole crowd of people. Yeah, he, they just took the time after the game in private to pray. Yeah, and you know, uh, he believing he had a constitutional right to pray said, "Well, I'm going to keep praying." And yeah. it was a decision that cost him his job. Mm-hmm. Wow. But sometimes in life, your stand for the Lord Jesus Christ is going to cost you something. Yeah, uh, and sometimes uh, you have that opportunity to go before the court and really the court of public opinion to try to make that difference. He has never wavered. Right. He has always uh, talked about how he has. Uh, the right to pray, and as does anybody. And he never forced his players to join him. Sometimes they did ask, but he was like, it's a free country. You can do yeah. what you want to. He never told them how to pray, what to pray, who to pray to. Exactly. Or that they had to even pray at all. Right. Right. And, you know, um, a, a ruling in someone's favor, oftentimes it, it impacts your rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> the right to pray is covered in the First Amendment. So yeah. if if that's not even going to be afforded to us uh, – you know, we're in for a world of hurt yeah. if they come down the opposite way here, which is yeah. what a lot of non-believers and uh, free thinkers, and I'm using air quotes, mm-hmm. uh, have been calling for for a long time. It, so, it, it's interesting. You, you, you talk about how people see the the ruling in his favor would be, you know, the rise of Christian nationalism mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And it's, it goes back to that knee-jerk reaction of like um, it's just emotional. Right. Um, and, I, and I believe – Purpose, Fear and panic. <laughs> yeah, and, and purposefully manipulated too mm-hmm. as well. Um, I see a lot of people talking about on, on Twitter. I follow people who were not Christians, who were not conservatives, but they talk about yeah. The Handmaid's Tale a lot. This is a book series turned into a, a TV series about this dystopian future where Christians have taken over and basically everyone's Amish or something. <laughs> it's just they weird. like the color red. Yeah, 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 and they like the color red apparently. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it, this is the future that they think think that Christians are trying to take the country and really I'm not going to speak for all Christians every individual Christian because certainly there are some mm-hmm. who probably would say that yes that would be good and great um, but for generally Bible believing Christians just want us to have the same constitutional rights as anyone else has yeah we want to be able to gather and and yeah. meet as a body of believers and we want to be able to pray yes and we want to be able to talk to people mm-hmm. about God without being sent to jail over it, you know, or fined for it. Absolutely. And and, and in a situation like this where you have a a, a coach who's taking his, you know, private uh, little moment to to pray, Mm -hmm. um, if he was of any other religion, I wonder if they would have the same standard um, or if it's just because he's a Christian that this is being blown out Mm -hmm. of proportion um, because Christian equals Republican in this country, apparently. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's... uh, I, one wonders. Uh, yeah. You know, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, uh, which is uh, a branch of the judicial system some people refer to as the Ninth Circus, mm. uh, based on their wacky rulings over the years, they did rule in favor 
years ago, I think it was, mm-hmm. months or years ago, in favor of the school system in terms of its right to fire him wow. uh, over this prayer case. And so that was one of the things that uh, Kennedy's attorneys at First Liberty were trying to argue is that, look, you know, uh, he was wrongly fired. We had a court system said, you know, they agreed with uh, his termination. This isn't right. We mm-hmm. need you to overturn it. And that's what they're uh, they're talking about there. Do I have time for one other topic? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you have yes. A few more minutes. Um, one of the other things here uh, that has been in the news and will continue to be in the news, or at least it should be, has been uh, the public opinion on God, the public's mm-hmm. belief in a God. Uh, and recently, there was a, a Gallup poll which found belief in God among U.S. adults has reached a new low. Only 81% of Americans asked in the poll, conducted May 2nd to the 22nd, said they believed in God. Mm. And you kind of think, well, only 81%? Here's the thing. That number dipped six points from just a few years ago. Mm. And for decades, decades, uh, well into the 20th century, 90% or more of people told Mm. Gallup that they believed in God. Oh, wow. Uh, So uh, Americans' belief in God is falling. And that, again, is all the more reason for us to step up mm. and to share our faith with others, to tell other people about the God of the Bible, yes. to share Jesus with people and why God sent him mm-hmm. uh, so that way we could all have the relationship that God wants to have with us. Right. Um, mm. And, you know, only 81%, it stands to reason, and I'm not trying to be a doom and gloom guy, but if you've read the Bible, mm-hmm. uh, especially the epistles and uh, book of Revelation, things like that, you know that there is going to be a time um, where things fall apart, where right. there's a, a falling apart of the faith. This, I think, is the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be a prophet and I yeah. don't, you know, I'm not an end time right. scholar by any stretch. Uh, but we do know there's going to be a falling away of the faith. And as we've talked about in this program before, a lot of people in our age range, millennials, Gen Zers, and whatever we're going to call the generation that comes after that. Generation Alpha, I believe it there is. There you go. Yeah. Uh, it stands to reason that if we as a demographic mm-hmm. are not as big of believers as Gen Xers and baby boomers were, mm-hmm. It's going to be 65% mm-hmm. in the not-too-distant future. Yes. And then and not long after that, it's probably going to be half the country. Yeah. And if we are the ones that our churches are going to look to in the not-too-distant future to be the pastors and the deacons and the elders, mm-hmm. it's time to step up. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've got to start doing more uh, to reach out to people and to share God with those people. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I wonder, I don't I don't know exactly what question Gallup asked, but when they, when they say don't believe in God, is that don't believe in the God of the Bible or don't believe in like a higher power and, you know, a, a, a will behind the universe? That's a good thing. question. I'm only seeing the word God, okay. belief in God. Just generic yeah. God. Okay. Well, and that's, that's, that's interesting too, because um, I think, yeah, it, my initial reaction to that number is like, wow, that's more than I thought, yeah. <laughs> you know? I kind of had that too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like, wow, that actually sounds really good. Um, We're winning. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. So that's more than half. Um, <laughs> but uh, when, it, when it comes to that, then it's like, okay, so they're, they're, they're maybe moving away from a belief in generic God that could be that could be Allah, mm-hmm. you know, that could be a new age notion of mm-hmm. a, of a, of a mm-hmm. higher power that could be a Hindu God. Um and and it's interesting to look at these numbers. We, we can we can we can look at them almost as an opportunity. There's going to be a lot less people who have this idea of 
there's purpose to my life. Mm-hmm. You know, even people who 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 are you know Muslim or Hindu, they have some sort of notion, you know, of a spirituality. Not saying that it brings them salvation at all, or it's completely false. But they do have. They would say there's purpose to their life. But you have more people moving into a space where they don't have that, and there's nothing to base any sort of uh, purpose on. That's an opportunity for Christians, you know, like like you said, Chris, to really dig into evangelism and to say, okay, you you you're feeling that emptiness mm-hmm. now, aren't you? Like yeah. th- th- this is, and then you're seeing the cultural ramifications of it. Here's the gospel, and here's the message and the truth, and and you know, I think it bolsters the power of it in a way. You yeah, know? and I, you know, just from my own personal experience, I've written about this. We've published things about this on EngageMagazine.net, but I didn't. I didn't come to Christ until I was 28, 29 years old. Mm-hmm. So if you are somebody in your 20s and in your 30s and you're like, oh, it's too late for me, it's not too late. Right. But mm-hmm. there will be a day that it is too late, right. which yeah. is why I strongly urge you to open up that Bible, mm-hmm. read the book of Romans. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, And if you are listening to this, uh, go share what we're talking about with young people that you know because I'm looking at the kind of the breakdown mm-hmm. of the percentages here in this yeah. uh, Gallup poll. 68% of young adults... Mm-hmm gave significantly lower rates of belief in God, while conservatives and Republicans gave the highest. Now, some of those conservatives and Republicans might have been young adults. Mm -hmm. Bottom line, there's a bunch of people in our age range that don't believe in God. And it's up to us. We are the best ones, I think, that could reach those people Mm -hmm. and not somebody that they would say, okay, boomer, and go about their day. Right, exactly. And I'm glad you brought that up, too, because, I mean, while obviously truth is truth no matter who presents it, um, yeah, there is something to, you know, the the uh, somebody your age who has the same experience, who is going through the same experiences mm-hmm. you're going through and sort of on the same page, you know, generally speaking, uh, telling you the truth rather than somebody um, who might be older than you. And, and that's not right. That's not a good thing. You know, obviously, we need to be listening to older people because mm-hmm. they have experience and wisdom. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, we live in a world where has mischaracterized old people as, you know, just stick in the mud, you know, and like uh, irrelevant and all this stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think that younger evangelists might have an advantage. Um, yeah. And, I, yeah, absolutely. I could give you encouragement. Uh, we need to be out there evangelizing. Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and make another plea for people to um, mm-hmm. take time to pray for the decisions being made, not mm-hmm. just by the Supreme Court, but in your churches and by the leadership there and um, pray that, People will make decisions out of, uh, out of you know, out of what Scripture says, not out of fear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that presenting the truth of the gospel, presenting the truth of even in our own lives and how we come across as what Christians should be, mm-hmm. um, because we represent Christ in the world and how we act is how they perceive Him. So we want to be kind and merciful and and Christ-like in the way we act. Um, Chris, thank you so much yeah, for being on with us. Thank you very much. Uh, where, can, where can they go and, and read uh, some more news? <laughs> yes, uh, AFN.net. Mm-hmm. AFN.net. Uh, that's our newly renamed website. It used to be something else. But you can find all of uh, what we're talking about here in the way of Supreme Court coverage, mm-hmm. as well as Joe Kennedy case by visiting our website, AFN.net. If you have the time and you want to, uh, please subscribe. You can enter our email. You can enter your email. Mm-hmm. And once a day, you'll get an email from us that's got five or six links 
in it. It's right. kind of a here's to know here you know here are the things you need to know for today kind of uh, emails mm-hmm. that you yeah. might get from USA Today or CNN. It's a great tool. So thank you so much for being on with us today. Thank you, uh, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. And until next week, continue to share truth and apply scripture. Thank you.